What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Dope Black Therapist Podcast, where we provide a platform for folks all across the spectrum to speak about their mental health, as well as promote themselves, their businesses, and their lifestyles. This week, we have Jasmine Joy. Jasmine and I are going to be talking about grief, how we process, cope, and how to rebuild ourselves after we feel like we've been broken. Enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Dope Black Therapist Podcast. My name is Blaze, and I am so excited to have my friend, social worker, Jasmine Joy. What is going on, girl? Hi. Thank you so very much for having me today. I'm very... Um, I'm honored to be on, on, on your podcast and everything like that. And I'm just, I'm ready to dig it in, dig in with you. All right. All right. Well, I mean, before, I mean, we're going, we're going to dig, we're going to dig. Uh, but before we get started, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Jasmine. I am a social worker with Orange County government. I work with adults who are um, elderly and disabled, um, and um, I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan in sociology. And I have two master's degrees, one in human resources from Central Michigan and mm. one in social justice from Mary Grove College in Detroit. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Michigan and North Carolina. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, I, hear I hear you. So uh, we have been talking about, you and I have, we've known each other for a couple of years and we've talked to a lot about the social justice aspect and how we see certain things that we have a lot in common when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, looking out for social justice and speaking up about how we see things and how we would like things to be for everyone. Right. Um, but during our talks, we also connected on a whole different level mm-hmm. talking about uh, our grief. Yes. Talking about our grief. And that's something that black folks don't do very well. You're right. You're right. <laughs> black folks don't do very well. We we get into this mode of when somebody dies, time to work. Yes. We have to get to work. What we gotta we gotta plan this funeral. We gotta get all the relatives together. Mm-hmm. We got to make all the stuff easier for the elders or whoever or whoever else got stuff going on, mm-hmm. we have to be sure that everybody else is okay. Right, right. So, and then all this stuff, we get all this stuff taken care of, mm-hmm. we get to the funeral, mm-hmm. might be some tears. Right. Might not be some tears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We leave the funeral, bury the body, and then we go eat, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So... But you and I kind of do things a little differently. We do. I think, I think we do. I think we do. We do things a little bit differently. So uh, I know for me, that has always been my role. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my grandmother died. My great-grandmother died 2013. Mm. Uh, she was, man, she was going to be 93. She's going to be 93 years old. And um, I got the phone call that morning. I cried for like two seconds and then I mm-hmm. automatically went into work mode because mm-hmm. she had 17 children all oh, together. Wow. So I knew that it was going to be the only grandkids and the great grandkids to plan everything. Uh, well, to get all the, all the miscellaneous stuff together yeah. while the brothers and sisters got mm-hmm. 
the uh, the funeral and everything together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I didn't cry like I wanted to. I didn't grieve like I needed to yeah. because I was in work mode. Yes, I was yes. in work mode. How how does that work with you? Are you similar? Is it something different that you did? How do you deal with things? Um, well, when my mother passed away, my mother passed away about three years ago, a little over three years ago, mm-hmm. and um, her illness was um, it, it was rapidly progressive, and so mm. we knew the end would come, but we didn't know it would come that soon. So when it did come, um, my sisters and I, we were in like, especially my sisters who are closer in proximity, they're like work mode, like get stuff, get get stuff done, get mm-hmm. stuff done, get things done, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, um, the day of the funeral, it was emotional and, you know, I know I released my emotions and everything like that, but afterwards, you know, it's, you know, like, okay, let's get back to normal, get back to normal. And I found after the funeral, after I got home, um, I wasn't prepared for the type of grief that I was feeling. Right. And it would come out at different times. And I would, right. and I would, instead of holding it in, I let it out at work. Wow. I let it out at the grocery store. Wow. I, I let it out everywhere and stuff. And I was like, oh gosh, I wasn't ready for it. There's no guide to this. I wasn't right. ready for this outburst of emotion everywhere mm-hmm. I go. Mm-hmm. And the way the American, I mean, the American style of grief is, it's just like you have this week of grieving period, mm-hmm. you know, this socialized, um, not socialized, but this socially acceptable amount of period of grief. Right, right. And then you're supposed to get back to work, you're supposed yeah. to get back to your life, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. That's that's so not how it is. Right. That's so not how it is. Right. And so I let myself feel those tears and let those tears come wherever I was. And mm-hmm. like I could be on a bus or I could be at work and I just let it come out. I'm right. like, I can't, I can't, I can't hold this in. There's right. no way to hold this in. So that's how I handled it. And right. Stuff. It just came out wherever I was. Yeah. So, and I'm still dealing with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I, I love how you talked about how, you know, it's this, this Americanized system where we're supposed to just grieve for a certain period of time yeah. and then return like everything is normal. Right. It don't work like that. It does not work like what, that. What, what I learned, and, and this, this is sad, I didn't learn that until I went to grad school. Mm. So when I started in, I started grad school in 2016, and I took a, I took a course on grief, I, I think my second year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things my professor said is like, there's no time limit on grief. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Really? Mm. Really? There's no time limit on grief? I don't have, I don't have to get better in three days. Yeah. And, you know, go back like nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, you don't have to grieve in a certain amount of time. There's no time limit on that. Yeah. You can take as much time as you need mm-hmm. to deal with this grief. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the way that you do it is whatever's best for you, not for what everybody else wants you to do or what they expect you to do. Right. Is what they expect you to do because if you did what everybody expected you to do, you would never grieve. You would never, you would hold it in and you would never grieve. You would never let that out. Mm-hmm. Let all that. You would never, you would never grieve. You would never, and it wouldn't be healthy. Right. You know, if you went 
by everybody else's standards or what was socially acceptable or what made other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, it was like, uh, like my eyes were just like completely open to like yeah. a, a new thing of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, it took me five years to really grieve my great grandmother. Okay. Five years. You know, I was one of those, I was one of the ones who was like, hey, we don't have gravestones for our family members. Mm-hmm. Let's get her a gravestone. Yeah. She was the matriarch. Five. She was when she was alive. We were five generations deep. Wow. Five generations deep, and I was so focused on, what's my grandma need? What's my cousins need? What are my mm-hmm. aunts? What are my uncles need? Yeah. You know, because she raised so many of us. Like mm-hmm. everybody wanted to go to Mama T house. Yeah. Everybody wanted to go to Mama <laughs> T house. Everybody wanted to be where she was. She was such a pillar. You know, she was like, she was the shit. Yeah. And she was that woman that everybody, we knew when she was telling us stuff or if she told us to do stuff Mm -hmm. or what it was she did, she end all be all. No questions asked. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's how it was. Mm -hmm. And I went into that whole process that same way. Let's, Let's do this thing right for her. Yeah. But not really talking about how much she meant to me, how much she mm. meant to us. You know, we would talk about, we would laugh and we'd talk about like good memories and laugh and it was always some shit going on over there. Yeah. Um, but that was it. But we never really got down to like to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of stuff and like allowing ourselves to actually grieve. Yeah. You know, um, so now you said that you would allow yourself to feel. Yeah. Whenever they pop up. Mm-hmm. How about your sisters? Um, I believe they felt the same way. That and the, like my sisters would say, like they call and be like, "Jazzy, I was driving and I was in the middle of traffic and I just fell out on in on my wheel and yeah. I just and I just started crying." Mm. Um, or Jazzy, I had to take some time away from the family and I just had to go in the closet and cry mm-hmm. because, you know. I saw something that reminded me of mom today. Um, and sometimes we would get on three-way FaceTime. There was three of us. And we would just, like, out of the blue in the middle of the day at 2 o'clock, like, I was just thinking about something mom did. You remember that? And we would reminisce together. Yeah. And that would be a way of grieving, just yeah. talking about it together in yeah. the middle of the day, randomly, yeah. not scheduled. And that helps, you know. And we would cry together over the phone and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, all of our grieving process was pretty similar. Whenever the um, whenever the mood struck and whenever we needed to talk to each other, mm-hmm. we would do it in the middle of the day, FaceTime. Right. Do you remember when Mommy did this? Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. And so, yeah. So so that's interesting. Say so y'all were FaceTime. Yes. Y'all would do all this stuff. So you actually yeah. had that, yeah. you know, even though you couldn't be with each other physically, yeah. y'all still had that face-to-face yes. time. Now, how, you know, sad is it that a lot of people, they won't even do that and they're close mm-hmm. by, you know. Right. They, they're they close by their family members that they won't make time to do that. They won't mm-hmm. get out there and like, hey, let's get together just because. Just because. Just because. Let's, just uh, because. Or they won't. No phone call. I don't talk on the phone. I don't talk on the phone. I don't do all that stuff. Or or just text me. Just text. Just a text. Just send me a text. Right. You know, and, and that's the thing is like we get. Is it? Is it? 
are we so detached from emotion that we don't mm. allow ourselves to do that? I think you touched on something right there. Just being, because connecting with people, it brings up emotion. Just connecting, just mm. like someone seeing your, uh, your text um, in the middle of the day, I was just thinking about that brings up an emotion in them. Or just talking on the phone, hearing someone's voice, that brings up. So that, you made a great point. Mm. Maybe we're just so detached from emotion. We're protecting ourselves from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we detach from everything and we need these things. We need people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand how much they need. we need each other. Yes. And, stuff. and those little reaching out like calls and texts and stuff. Yeah. Especially during when you're grieving. Oh, oh my gosh. They're worth their weight. In, they're worth their weight in gold. Yeah. They are just so valuable. It's so valuable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're absolutely right. And the thing that I find myself, I find myself trying not to fall into Mm-hmm. But I am, I I have been guilty of mm-hmm. strong black man, mm. no emotion, oh. happy. That's it. Because oh. if I'm angry, angry black man, oh, you gotta be. Yeah. If I'm crying, oh I'm a bitch. Yeah. Um, oh. you know if and it's just like yo. Yeah. I have to put on this, this 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 facade like everything's okay. Oh. Because because so many people expect you to be a certain way. They don't expect you to, because if you are the one, yes, if you're the one that's breaking down, holy shit, this is really serious. Right. We can't, you know. And so I have to. We I found that I had to maintain this stoic, oh this God. stoic presence, and not allow myself to mm. do things. I would not allow myself to feel, you know, because I didn't want to. It's it's it sucked, it sucked, mm. because I didn't feel like I didn't feel like people would care. Mm. You know, yeah. I didn't feel like people would care. I didn't feel like you know, like prime example for me, like my brother died. Yeah. Right, and I you probably gonna see some tears and hear some tears. I don't care because I'm you know I'm past where I was with this with this where I was, we was just talking about previously. Mm-hmm. So my brother died and he was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I I felt a whole lot of I have a whole lot of anger towards mm-hmm. it because of the way everything went down, how everything went down. Mm-hmm. Um but I also have a lot of regrets because my brother and I didn't spend a lot of we didn't spend a lot of time together. Okay. Um he knows I love him. I know he loved me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he would come home, he would go see, you know, he would go see my cousins. He would go see some of his homeboys. He wouldn't do, you know what I mean? He would mm-hmm. go out and do that and make time for them. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't swing by here. Um, but every time I would go down to South Carolina, he always made time for me. He always wanted to stop by and do these things. Um, and, uh, you know, one night he asked me, I go enough. He said, man, man, come on, I'll go to the club with me. I had been driving all day long. I had yeah. the kids. And I'm not a club person anymore. Right. He's like, man, come on, come on, go out to the club. Come on, go out with your brother. I said, man, it's 12 o'clock. You just getting solid. Like you just getting started. <laughs> yeah. I can't hang like that no more. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, all right, I'll just come see you tomorrow. I was like, all right, and he came and saw me. So, but when he died, when he died, all that stuff just kept replaying in my head. And, you know, my grandma called me. She told me he did. Mm-hmm. I was like, who? She said, Lyndon. I was like, and I lost it. Mm. I was going. I was okay. I'm going to Cyclone right now. I hung up the phone, and I was about to pack my She said, "Wait for me. I'm going with you." I was going to leave her. I wasn't going to 
doing anything. So I called, I called, she called me. I called the kid's mom, breaking down, crying, told her my brother died. Um, and then I called my therapist. Hey, if you don't hear from me, this is why. Get down there, console my mom, do everything I got to do. Um, taking care of her, trying to take as much of a burden off of her. If she's upset, all of this stuff. Mom. I will call everybody so you don't have to. I didn't want her to feel that. I didn't want her to make 20 phone calls and tell my family that my brother was dead. I made those phone calls so she wouldn't feel that. Hearing everybody wail twenty times, Jazz. What, Blaze? You lying? No, Blaze. He was gonna do this, Blaze. He was gonna do that, Blaze. No, Blaze. What happened, Blaze? I'm hearing that twenty times. So my family wouldn't have. So my mom wouldn't have to deal with that. We started the whole planning process, and then everybody like came to my mom's house, right? So everybody came to my mom's house. Everybody's checking on. Everybody's checking on my mom, obviously. Yeah. They're checking on my grandma. Mm-hmm. They're checking on like my cousin, cause they were tight. Yeah. Jazz, nobody asked me how I was doing. Mm. Oh. That hurt. Cause that was my brother. Why is no one checking on me? And that was the thing that hurt so much. I remember, I remember going upstairs. I remember going upstairs um, at my mom's house. Everybody was downstairs. It was a big old commotion. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was like, you know what? You know who will listen to me? This journal. Mm. So I was in my journal and I was sitting there writing. And my grandma had come up the stairs. She's like, Blazo. Are you okay? I said, no, mom. I'm not. My brother's dead. And don't nobody give a fuck about how I feel. Y'all are checking on everybody else. But that was my brother. And nobody's nobody's really seeing how I'm feeling with this stuff. You know, I'm supposed to be this guy. I'm the one. Oh, it's so tough. Yeah. And she told me, she said, Blaze. She says, I'm not as strong as you are. I can't do what you're doing. You're keeping it together better than everybody here. How? I can't do that. And that was the thing. I was a man, I was such a I was such a mess. But nobody really checked in on me. And that was the thing. That's the stuff that it it we said it earlier is like we're so detached from emotion yeah. that we forget that kind of stuff. And then we also talk about this being that strong black man and what yeah. you're expected to be. Now, y'all are the strongest people on the planet. Oh, <laughs> black women been on the planet now. Y'all are the strongest oh. people on this planet. Oh my goodness! So now I can only imagine the burden that you have as a black woman mm. 
keeping your shit together. Oh my goodness. You touched on oh you understand. Mm-hmm. You understand. <laughs> because you know it's similar as to what you said, like well, usually in this society, black women are seen to be the strong black, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, either, you know, we're the nurturers or we're whatever, you know. And when it comes to that vulnerability that needs to be seen in us, mm-hmm. sometimes that's, you know... Like especially during grieving times and stuff like that, it's it's difficult because a lot of times black women aren't seen as vulnerable or right. needing care right. or this that and the other. So during grief, it's especially hard because you have to sometimes you have to self soothe. Yeah, and sometimes you have to. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you have to just go inside of yourself and just let that grief manifest to something else and stuff so you can be there for everybody else and it's hard right it's so hard it's yeah. so hard and so i know during my grieving process i was cognizant of all of that and i tried to just let that go i'm like i'm gonna let everybody feel my vulnerability right i'm gonna let y'all feel it because i'm hurting and i need y'all to see this and right. i'm gonna cry at work and i'm gonna cry when i'm out at a party and i'm gonna i'm gonna let you all see the real human me because i need help here mm-hmm. And I need um, you all to see the pain um, and the love I felt for my mother and stuff and how integral she was and how how she made me who I was and right. how that's changed me. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so, oh my gosh. So, I think one of the things I'm so glad that I learned about that grief is no time limit on it. Right. That it's okay for me. I'm allowed to feel. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling... I was feeling so much. Yeah. I was I was feeling like so much. Mainly mainly anger and, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of sadness, a lot of regret. Um and and the thing about it was things still needed to get done. Yes. Things still needed to get done. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember like one of the things was like, you know, how are we going to pay for this? Yeah. You know, I one of the things that I wanted to do is just like I know I can't do a whole lot, but I know a lot of people, a lot of people outside of my family care for me. Mm-hmm. And I started to go fund me mm-hmm. for, you know, the covering the cost. Mm-hmm. And we raised, and thank you to everybody who contributed because that helped, uh, that helped the funeral costs, mm-hmm. helped us take care of his kids, helped us do so many things mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have been able to do without the help. Mm-hmm. of so many other folks and it was it was a beautiful thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that and um but the 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 messed up part about that whole thing jazz is just like I think I had lost the two months prior almost to the day um my best friend's brother died oh my goodness my brother and my best friend's little brother were tight as kids Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, it was a lot like, so that was the, I think, December 28th of last year Mm -hmm. is when he died. I had a, let's see, a firefighter friend of mine died two weeks after that. Then uh, Erica 
from yeah. Erica died. Yeah. I had an uncle die. Oh my God. My brother died. And then a firefighter from my academy died. Oh. Right after that. And it was just like it was just like a string of oh, death. That's a lot. Yeah, and I was just like That's a lot. Ugh. It changes you. It really it? does. It really does. And it's like and and the thing about it is it's just like so many <sighs> we're so good at not dealing. Not dealing, yes. You know, after my brother's funeral, I went back to work. And it's just like and then it got to the point it's like I can't. I can't do this. I can't. And I, I had to, I had three days off. I had three days off to just do I should have took five. Yeah. I should have took five. I should have took two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to feel. I allowed myself to express myself in ways that I did. It's just like I had started. Excuse me. I had started uh, writing again. Mm-hmm. I had started. You know. I stopped doing painting, but I kind of just like fell into. Um just spending more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing mm-hmm. because I'm at a point now. It's just like, yo, I'm, 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 I, I've seen this. I, I, I seen this saying and I was like, Fuck. and I didn't really understand it. It's like, give people their flowers now. Yes. And I was like, yes. Okay. I'm giving these people their flowers now. Yes. And I'm just like, I, you know, like my cousins are like my brothers, you know, mm-hmm. since I don't, I don't have a brother anymore and now they're my brothers and they they gonna carry me and it's just like we're gonna carry each other yes and i told him say yo we gotta start doing this stuff more than just once every month every four or five months you know and it's just like we have to do this because if we don't mm-hmm. this might this could happen to any of us oh my god like we'll be going just like that just like that Yes. And all of us that have all these questions, we never know. We never have those answers. We never get to spend that time and to say that stuff that we wanted to say and regret those things that we, you know, that we didn't do. Mm-hmm. So let's do more about this shit. Mm-hmm. One of the things that the probably the the only good part that could come from my brother's death is we tell each other I love you more at the end yeah. of every phone call. At the end of every phone call, I've never said that to them. Well, I have, and I always tell them it's like I would say I'm the dude that was saying just like, "Hey man, we think about y'all, and you know, y'all love y'all and all this stuff." They would never do that before. I mean, mm-hmm. hard, you know, strong black man, yeah. my, my fucking thugs. We ain't supposed to be, right? You know, but there's like, man, I love you too, oh, wow. and that's how it is. It's like that's what we would do, and um, it's been that that bond. Is like it's there, and um, we know it's there. Well, but it's it's always been there, but it's stronger because of my brother. Yes. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, Ooh, child. It's something, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, man, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that needed to come out the way it needed to come out. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, look, I'm sitting here being. Gonna be good this whole thing. <laughs> no, good and damn well we was gonna talk about grief. 
knowing good damn well this this whole this whole episode is gonna be about grief, and I'm thinking yeah. I'm gonna be damn hardcore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna come out. It's yeah, gonna come out. Yeah. So, uh, for the people who are listening, though, you know there are different stages of grief, and a lot of people don't realize that. The first one is be in denial like you know no they're not they're not going they're going to come around the corner right um any other time um then there is anger mm-hmm. which is a natural emotion yeah it's like yo you know if they would have done this or if i would have done this and it's like whatever mm-hmm. you know everything would have been different mm-hmm. then there's bargaining bargaining people don't know about the bargaining it's just like yo okay if i would have called that person that night yes this wouldn't have happened yeah. If I would have did this, then this wouldn't have happened. Yes. All right? Then there's the depression. Mm-hmm. The, that depression is just like, you know, what am I going to do without this person being here? Oh, my God. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do? Um, and then the fifth stage is acceptance. And when people think acceptance is like, okay, I accept that I can move on. It's like, no. No. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. Um, what it means is just like, okay. I have this time. I had this time with this person. Mm-hmm. I always have these memories. Yeah. I always have this uh these memories, these adventures, these stories mm-hmm. with these people. Yes. Doesn't mean that I'm okay, mm-hmm. but I can accept the fact that they're no longer here. Right. So, um I guess are you in acceptance or are you in a different phase? I am, I wonder if there's a way you could be in two, because I think I'm in depression and um, acceptance, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even bargaining a little bit. I yeah. still, I think I'm a little bit there because, yeah. you know, um, our mother had endometrial cancer and mm-hmm. stuff, and sometimes that can, it can move a little, like in its late stages, it moves really fast, and sometimes I still, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, if I had moved back up there, mm-hmm. up to Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, after my divorce or something, mm-hmm. or after my separation, I could have taken care of her better. Or yeah. if I had, you know, talked to her a little bit more about signs and symptoms, maybe she would have got it caught earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm still going through all a lot of that. And then with the depression, it's like, honestly, since she passed, the light in life has dimmed a little bit. Right. And my joy to do, I had so many different things I love to do, like personally, like um, hobbies and stuff. Right. I haven't, I haven't had the energy for. Right. Um, so, you know, and then the acceptance, um, I'm accepting that she's gone and I know that my sisters and I, we have a, um, we have a we have a goal now to fulfill all the things that she didn't want to. I mean, she couldn't. She wasn't able to do. So right. I think I'm in through those last three stages. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard in the I've heard from other people that sometimes those stages one can come before yep. the other. You yep. know, you can go in depression first, and yep. then you can be in anger for a long time. Yes. You know, and I've seen that, and all of it's normal. You mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I think I'm in those last yeah. three stages all at once. So, I, I think how about you? I rotate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rotate between depression, anger, and acceptance. Okay. I think I think the like the acceptance is is there mm-hmm. is is prominent mm-hmm. because I do know that I have memories. I was telling you know the kids stories about them, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that my kids, I told I told my kids that they. 
that their uncle died. They used to love going to his farm. Mm-hmm. They love going to his farm, seeing the cows and the goats and the chickens and the pigs and right. the going, you know, looking at the pond and fishing and stuff down there. And um, I'll never forget it. Grace was like, well, look at it this way, Dad. We got to spend some time on his farm and we got to spend that time with him. And I was like, you're absolutely right, baby. Wow. Like, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And you know we could still go down there. We could still go to his farm. We could still go see Nana, mm-hmm. and do everything. And we could go see you know your cousins and see how they are and talk to them. And like I talk to my niece, my niece Facetimes me every week. Oh wow! And I talk to her every week. Now my nephew, you know, my nephew is eighteen, mm-hmm. and um, you know he's just like his dad was with his emotions. So he kind of mm-hmm. keeps him close to the chest. But he called me and said, "Hey, I just want to check on you." It's like, oh. I'm good, man. How are you? And oh. I'm all right. I'm all right. I got this job. I'm doing all of this stuff. Yeah. And like my homeboy who lives down there, you know, he's like another brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to actually have him on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, you know, he's looking out for my nephew while, you know, he's down there too. Wonderful. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But um, I go between acceptance, depression, and anger. Mm-hmm. Those are my three. Uh, so, but I guess what I do to manage with those things, though, you talk about hobbies Mm -hmm. and things that like the energy isn't there to Mm -hmm. do like you, girl, right? Girl, that's just like it's that's real. Yeah, that's real because like you're so drained, like you don't want to. Yeah, do those things. It's just like, uh. right? It's like you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's just like that. It's like. You know, that, 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 I don't know, it's like the joy from my, like, I used to write a lot and Mm -hmm. stuff, and I haven't written anything, you know, in a while, and just little different things, and there's so much I do want to do, but, ah, it's just, I don't know, her death has dampened, and I'm trying not to let it do it so much, but it's dampened my outlook on life sometimes and mm-hmm. um I'm trying to work through that right now. I'm right. trying to work through that. So. Right. And like for me, it's the it's the same thing. A lot of mine is like it's like working out. I hate oh I love working out. It's the getting started part. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. Like it's the getting started part. But once yeah. it gets started, uh-huh. I'm set. Right. So, you know, my thing is like I love the I, I like the I love the dance. Mm-hmm. I'm so self conscious because my stomach and everything. Oh. It's like my stomach go one way, my boobies go a different way, oh, and I don't want. It's, I can't do it like I, <laughs> you know, I can't do it like I used to. Um, so, but I found myself like, it's like okay, if I won't dance like I would normally do, what's some songs that he? Like, I remember growing up, some stuff that he uh like would like to listen to. Like yeah. he he loved he like when we were <laughs> we he was like a radio. Uh-huh. Every song that came on the radio, he knew the words to every song yeah. that came on. I remember uh who sang uh Ready for the World. Oh, oh, oh Shayla. <laughs> so when they do that yeah. part, it's like it's like, oh, oh she and they go, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So he would yeah. say he wouldn't say Sheila, he would go Sheena. He would go, 
Sheena, Sheena, and that's oh. my like that song is in my playlist. Wow! It's like I play every time I hear that song. I think about him. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, I remember he was like he was into like Master P and No Limit, and yes. it's like he's like he's like Blaze. Okay. It's like Blaze, listen to uh like like the Last Don, but like when the Last Don came mm-hmm. out with Master P, that was supposed to be Master P's last album. He's like Blaze, listen yeah. to the song. And he's told me the song, Hot Boys and Hot Girls. Uh-huh. He's like, yo, this song full of metaphors, Blaze, you love that. <laughs> and so, and it's like, I would listen, and that's in my playlist. Oh, wonderful. So, and it's just like, I think about those things like that, and that those are happy memories. That's wonderful. Those are happy memories that I have with him. Um, those are things that I enjoy with him. And it's just like, I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> thinking about what I would like to do Um now to honor him mm-hmm. that much more yeah and like some of the things that i'm thinking of is just like like he's he could build anything mm. had a green thumb he would form this dude yo <laughs> jazz this dude so he was my uncle and my aunt raised him they were farmers and everything he lived on a farm with them this dude went and got a fish right mm-hmm. when he went fish when he got a fish Burb the fish up under the ground, use that as fertilizer to grow corn in my grandma's garden. Oh, wow. Oh, at, at wow. like nine or ten. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So, oh. that's the thing. I've never done that. I've never, yeah. I've, I've, I ain't never farmed. I would love to. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that I want to do. Okay. It's like, he was like, he was always thinking of things that he could do to get better. Yeah. And some of the things he could do is like, yo, I want to do this. This is how I'm going to make this. I want to provide this. I want to do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and that's one other thing. When I was, the way everything went down, I was so angry. Mm-hmm. It's like, my brother made plans. My brother had plans. Mm-hmm. He had all these things to, you know, and and it's just like, okay, 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 mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do, let's do something. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's, and that's where I am. So that's wonderful. So, yeah. So you, you mentioned the, uh, Something that you and your sisters are trying to do mm-hmm. to the things that she would have wanted to do. Right. Like what? Like, well, there are so, <clears throat> so many different things. Um, I know for me personally, it it involves my husband. Um, but, just a lot of different things. Like yeah. um, my mother, she, um, her and I shared these love for Airstreams, those those silvers, yeah. trailers and stuff like yeah. that. And you know, I was, she was like, one day she wants to get one. I was like, yeah, one day. And I would save up little money for myself, you know. Right. I was like, I'm going to get an Airstream one day and stuff like that. And then mom, she can come. And so my mom passed away. Obviously, she can't do that. But I meet this guy. I start going on a date with this guy named right. Beyond. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to get an Airstream. That's been out. We have an air. He has, he has an Airstream. Yo! That, and we both have this, um... Like my mother had, had the desire just to travel around yeah. the country and stay in that and stuff. So that's fulfilling one of her dreams and stuff. And um, just traveling and um, um, just, you know, fixing up our house and having a garden and stuff like that. These are things yeah. that my mother loved to do, wow. fixing up a house, doing a garden and stuff. Wow. So I'm li- currently um, with my husband. Um, um, it's almost like my mother sent my husband. Right, right. <laughs> a lot of the things that I want to do in honor of her is stuff that he's already done or he would love to do in the future. So that's a blessing. Um, I have a partner that um, 
you know, will help me carry out those things that I want to do in my life to honor yeah. my mother. Yeah. And so I just, I just thank God for that yeah. and everything. And then as far as my sisters and I, um, you know, uh, we want to connect because we live in three different states and right. stuff like that. So, you know, we want to start doing things in honor of my mom, yeah. like having the cousins and all of us get together like yearly or bi-yearly and having just a celebration yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or, um, and we keep in contact all day, every day by FaceTime or whatever. But right. we just want to bring the family closest because my mother, she was one of the pins like to yeah. keep people together. Yeah. So we want to keep that going. So that's the, that's that's something, that's a goal for us just to keep the family together and have us at least connect at least yearly or something yeah, like that. So I love that. that's in the future plans. I love you know, that. So I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's amazing. That's yeah. uh that's one of the things that we did, like I think my great grandma died. Mm -hmm. Like like I got one of my cousins like like, yo, have you ever heard like the stories of what it was like for them growing up? Mm. She was like, No. I said, I really want to hear them all. And so we this was whew, it was about five years or so ago, we started hosting like family, y'all were family history, like meetings at oh. either my house or her house oh, where wow. the brothers and sisters, cousins, everybody could come over here and just like talk. And oh. the thing about it, we would just pay for the food. So y'all don't got to worry about, y'all don't got no excuse. Right. It's food here. Yeah. Y'all ain't got to pay for it. Only thing y'all got to do is show up. Oh, wow. And like for a, a good five or six months, mm -hmm. they would show up and they would just like tell stories oh, about man. it was like growing up. And it's just like, you know, talking about how, you know, my great grandma and my great grandfather, who I never met, um, would do things and how much fun they used to have and how resilient they were and yeah. what they used to do and all of that stuff. And then just like hearing like my aunts and my uncles talk about, you know, I mean, they grew up in... <laughs> They grew up in segregation. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my wow. Like, my great-grandma was born in 1921. Oh, oh yeah. And, so like, the stories that she had, and, yeah. like, she was a storyteller. Oh, wow. You know? And then, you know, then on Alzheimer's comes, and yeah. it's like, um, but they would tell so many stories, and we were just, like, we were sitting there like kids, mm -hmm. just, like, soaking all of that stuff in. It's just mm -hmm. like, yo, this is, like, amazing. Oh. Like, how come we can't get back to that? Yes. And that's what, that's what... That's going to be one of my goals, damn COVID. <sighs> right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. that's one of my on my list of things to do for 2022 is mm -hmm. just to us to have more family time together. Yes. Um, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, we know that time can be short for anybody. For anybody. But why stop from at least just talking? Mm -hmm. Or just having like a Sunday dinner. Like Sunday dinners used to be the shit. Oh, like we yeah. used to love Sunday. You used to always go to Mama T's house, Sunday's dinners. You better sit down and eat. You better be here. Right. That was yeah. the rule. You had to be there. It was no thing. So it was just like, let's get back to doing that. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, man, we could talk all day long. Bro. I know. Like, yeah, this is so this nice. Is like, this is like, I mean, crazy. Yeah. Um, doing all this stuff. So, um, do you have, um, any words for people who are dealing with grief? Um, anything that you would like to share? Mm -hmm. Any advice? Any um, encouragement mm -hmm. that you would like to give for people? I would like to say um, it's important at this time while you're grieving to give yourself some grace mm -hmm. and to know that you are 
whether you know it or not, you are a different person now. Um, I don't know if these are two extreme words, but I, uh, this is how I see myself. Uh -huh. Like I've been broken mm -hmm. and grief in the event that grief um, comes after it, it breaks you, but you know, life eventually puts you back together and you're a different vessel with the same parts, but you're a different vessel. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're still whole. It's just that you're shaped differently. So mm -hmm. just give yourself grace, mm -hmm. um, give yourself time. Um, everybody's grief is different. Mm -hmm. Um, reach out to people if you need to and take some time alone if you need to mm -hmm. and um you know just 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 know that you aren't alone in that grief mm -hmm. and um that you're gonna be fine that you're gonna be okay right mm -hmm. i love that you said you said that you're whole you just feel differently mm -hmm. That was that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. I want to give you credit for it. <laughs> oh, so I'm gonna give so you credit sweet. for it. But that was that that shit was profound. Oh. Um, I love that. And and the, the other thing that you said is just like you know reach out to people if you want to. And that's one that's one thing that I want to talk to people. I want to mention to people it's like listen, when people are going through it, mm -hmm. are you telling them let me know if you need anything. Right. They're not going to let you know they need anything. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to be proactive in that. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go check in on your people. Mm -hmm. That's why one of the things I tell people is like check in on your people. Mm -hmm. You'll know if you really know your people, you're looking at their social media status. Right. You're looking at the social media status. You can yeah. tell if, or if they're not as productive as they usually are yeah. or posting as much as they usually are mm -hmm. or if they're posting a specific thing or that they normally don't talk about mm -hmm. and all those things is like know your people checking mm -hmm. on your people don't tell them that hey call me if you need me it doesn't work like that right especially right. with grief especially, especially with, with grief. grief yeah all right check on them mm -hmm. now if they tell you that they're okay and they don't need it don't pry right that's important because that's the thing that's the thing it's like uh you're gonna want to as a person who's supporting that that person going through grief, mm -hmm. you're going to want to check and 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 check. That shit gets annoying. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. That shit it gets does. annoying. Okay? One time, say, hey, I'm here. Yes. That's enough. That's plenty. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then they know when they're ready, okay, I can contact such and such. Yes, yes. If I need to. There you go. All right? Sometimes we get in the habit of we us wanting to try to fix it for everybody else too. That's true. It's like sometimes you don't have to try to fix it. Sometimes what that person who's grieving needs is you to shut the hell up mm -hmm. and sit down with them and just be present. There you go. That's it. Mm -hmm. Don't don't you don't have to try to uh, make it better for them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give them advice. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Just sit there and let them cry. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay. <sighs> I'm gonna leave you with this. Mm -hmm. You are loved. You are valued. You are dope as hell. Jazz, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for being on this show. It was uh <sighs> it was very refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's very refreshing. <laughs> Thank um, you for having me. Yes. Uh, 
Until next time, folks. Like I said, you're loved, you're valued, you're dope as hell. We'll see you on the next time. Peace.